everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. I'm Jai. Hi. And I'm Jules. Hello. Hey, there's three of us today, and we're going to be talking about Interview with a Vampire. Uh, I'm really super excited to talk about ow, this. Ow. It's one of my favorite movies, and like, God, I, I think this might be like... One of those, you know how now people talk about, like, what was your sexual awakening? It probably was this fucking movie. Yeah. Because I was yeah. really young, and I was just like, who are these men? I love them. I want to be their daughter, but I also love them, too. Like, this is odd. <laughs> because I was like, I want to be Kirsten Dunst, but then, like, they're so great. But, yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this one. So yeah. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this movie. This is, like, yeah, this is the vampire movie. It kind of is. Mm-hmm. This one and Queen of the Damned are like my two favorite. Oh yeah, that's movies. right. Queen of the Damned is actually my like I I have watched that movie so many times. It's, have you really? Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. It used to just be on Logo all the time, like every Thursday. Oh, wow. I'd watch that shit weekly. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so. Crazy. It's just like so cheesy. Like that, I think that's why I love it. I never I watched like- it. You haven't, Jai? No. Oh, damn. You should watch it. Really? I, I mean, I don't know it. if you would like it. It's kind of like campy vampire. But, I mean, I don't know. Aaliyah is, like, incredible. Yeah, Aaliyah's in it. Like, the singer. Oh, yeah. Probably not my thing. <laughs> Josh yeah. is like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, don't watch it then. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Blade is also another great vampire, uh, like, blockbuster. The one with, like, Wesley Snipes. Oh, and yeah. And Steven Dorff. And they had, like, three, but the first one was the best one. I didn't see the other two, but the first one was super good. Like, The Matrix. Like, the first one's the best one. Those last two are, like, garbage. But in, in any case... Uh, and they're remaking it again. Oh, uh, no. I know, yeah. And they also were going to remake Interview with the Vampire, I heard, and they wanted Jared Letter to play Lestat, and I was like, hold on, hold, hold on. <laughs> no. No, no, thank no, no, no. you. No, like, thank you. Jared Leto's good. He can pull off some roles, but why does he need to do this? Yeah. For what reason? So because they're not doing it then. I don't think so. I think Anne Rice just said that she, Anne Rice herself, I think actually said, like, I would want Jared to play Lestat. I was like, well, he is a vampire because he looks like 25. That's so that true. would be like the yeah. only real reason to have him play him because obviously Tom Cruise is way too old to be like an immortal vampire. So, but yeah, it's just, it's super weird. I don't think they're going to do it though. I think it was just like uh, something that they said a few years ago. But Keely Murphy would, would do well, I, th- I think. Yeah, he looks really young too. Mm, not really. I don't think so anymore. I think he looks pretty youthful, like his skin, and he has that like chiseled face. He does, and like like, beautiful eyes and like Mm -hmm. bonus structure. Just dreamy. You love Killian Murphy. (laughs) I do. (laughs) He is a babe. He's definitely a babe. Mm -hmm. I like him. I like him in Peaky Blinders. But yeah, how are you guys all doing? Just, uh, you know, I guess we're easing restrictions around the country. So I was out today. I kind of don't like going out anymore. But, you know, it's whatever. I uh, I bought done. like 10 really cute face masks that you can put filters in. Oh, and, cool. uh, and I just like love this new era of fashion accessory. <laughs> that's the way I'm looking at it at this oh, point. It's like, it's going to be necessary. So like, I'm going to make it into a fashion accessory. <laughs> that's true. It is a bit uncomfortable though to wear them for like... Yeah, it's like, hot. I had to say, um, I went out 
like to interact with other humans besides Matthew on Tuesday and um, I walked there and I wore the mask for 40 minutes on the way there and it was just so uncomfortable it wasn't even like the hottest day and it was just like just hard to wear a mask when it's you know yeah it's um it's definitely gonna be worse in june or july when it's like proper summer um but but yeah it was the first time i went out um i was with like well we basically went to this house to to meet up with two people for a job and i we all were gloves and masks and it was just so surreal is it weird yeah because you've seen one of them without it so you're like this is weird that i'm yeah seeing you again with all this stuff on and also it was just you know basically he parked on that street just off connecticut avenue and so it's like a really nice neighborhood and um his car is a bit beat up. <laughs> so this ah. lady was doing like some gardening or something outside. And she and I get it, you know, it must be quite scary to see two people who you don't know. Yeah, like wearing, wearing masks mask. and sunglasses. Both of us had like yeah. I mean I had a pink mask and, and and black shades, but he had um black mask, a all black outfit and, and sunglasses and she was very concerned. Really? We said hello and she yeah and I thought, you know he what sounds badass. <laughs> well <laughs> like a, yeah. Well the thing is if you think about us so later on everyone is gonna be wearing masks and yeah. and and you know you basically won't be able to see their face. So it's, it would be easy to to like commit crime. Do anything, yeah. Because yeah. they can't you know you you go into a shop with a mask, they can't see your face, like, no. you know, so, um, it, it, that's the first time that I thought about it, really, because of that yeah. incident, um, but also just being in a house with other people, other and, people, yeah, and having to work, this is going to be the new way, you know, like, for quite a while, until yeah, the basically, wide vaccine. I, I get it, like, I'll be dealing with, like, touching clothes, and, like, dressing a model, and stuff, so, I have to wear rubber gloves, for like the whole yeah, day to, or give it to the model and then tell them to put it on like yeah but i think just to be safe anyway. i think she will feel safer as well she sees me like protected oh with the gloves yeah and, but it was really uncomfortable and that was only like a couple of hours i can't imagine working for seven hours wearing a mask and gloves you know yeah that's true it's yeah, really but... it's a lot it's really crazy to think of all yeah. this is going to be for... The new norm, yeah. Yeah, for a while. I mean, hopefully not forever, so, you know. Yeah, I think Virginia for... is making it, like... I thought this was already a thing, but I think they're now making it, like, a requirement. If you're in public, you have to have a mask, and if you don't, you can get fined. Oh, oh, you can actually get fined. I don't yeah. think DC has a fine policy. I think it's just, like... They, yeah, uh, don't like, quote me on it because I, yeah. I, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, let's. I mean, I, I hope that people. I was out today and uh, I went to Trader Joe's and you had to have a mask <laughs> before going in. Oh like, yeah, it was on the and then right before you go in, it was really good because I hadn't been to one since all this happened and they had like you know letting people into the store like you guys were saying and it was actually better to shop that way than right? normal. I told you because yeah, it's true because Trader Joe's is usually mad like madhouse all the time. They only so. allow like 30 people at a time and you have so much space and it's yeah. just so nice to shop that way. It actually because, is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad. So that's that, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But restaurants, I, I, I heard on the radio that they were talking about, like, one woman was saying that she was going to have to, like, spread the tables out so far. So she would lose half of her dining space. Oh, and then, yeah, so, like, she won't be making as much as even just having it open regularly. But then I was like, but still, you can't wear a mask while you're eating. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit at a table at a restaurant and there are people six feet away, which apparently still is not enough distance. And they're all talking. Like, so, I mean, and there are people on all sides of me. Like, that's still, I mean, takeaway, cool. But, like, restaurants, I don't know how it's going to be. If, if people are going to go out. I don't know. I think they're lifting things this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely weird to see that a lot of people don't seem that concerned. Like, um, I saw a lot of people on Memorial Day at this oh, restaurant. Gosh. We got barbecue. Um, I went to pick it up and it wasn't ready, so I waited outside. But there were about 12 people inside the restaurant waiting and only three of them had a mask on. Oh, wow. And They're I was just so shocked and it made me feel really uh, like uneasy about getting food from there because two people in the kitchen weren't wearing my mask either. Oh, they weren't? No. And I just thought, mm, I can't believe there's even like a, a family of five waiting by the door by the main entry without a mask like the parents and like three none kids. of them none of them wow. not gloves not masks and they were just walking next to people very closely it's very strange to see that yeah. like people are not concerned but you know yeah i guess we'll never uh, uh yeah i guess we just don't know Everyone anyway just, let's talk about vampires yeah let's instead. talk about vampires because humans man. suck right now yeah honestly i wouldn't mind being a vampire the vampire of the united <laughs> states capitalism <laughs> i would not mind being a vampire well, what are your what are you guys's first thoughts it's 1994 that's the vibe that's when it came out what is it like what's the first time you saw it jai you can go first uh, so I honestly don't remember when I first watched it. Um, I, I just don't remember at all. But I, I must have been twelve or thirteen, maybe I suppose. Um, and I knew Brad Pitt and like Tom Cruise, obviously, because I've been like watching their movies from a very young age. Because my my dad loved like all those films that Tom Cruise did in the 80s. And so um, I just loved the cast. I, I knew Antonio Banderas and um, obviously Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. And then didn't know Kirsten Dots because that was like her debut, right? Is, yeah, that... I, I think so. I think she might have done some things as a kid. But yeah, I didn't know her. I'm pretty sure yeah, that was... But I mean, I watched it and I just thought, this is, this is like amazing you have these incredible actors this girl who's like so young and so talented and um and I love the story I thought it was just so well done I mean obviously at the time whether you know but it just didn't feel like a silly movie in a weird way you know what I mean like it felt like a serious film and even now I rewatched it the other day and it doesn't it's not like a silly ridiculous film I just think it's like really incredible and it's a really um i i mean i i'm sure there's lots of vampire films but it's just it just feels different really and um it was one of the first ones like i seen like modern times obviously because 
Yeah. Have yeah. you seen um, Bram Stoker's Dracula? The one that uh, from like 92 with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder? Yeah. And Gary Oldman? Yeah. I yeah, that one's like, su- like I serious. I did not like that. It was really intense. Especially like... Oh, that was, yeah. That I was kind of weird, yeah. But yeah. It, was, like, it wasn't like camp. It was a little campy, but it wasn't like the other ones that are kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. So when this when did this come out again? I can't remember. 94. How old were we? 11. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. So I must have watched it, like, just after it came out. But, um, yeah, that's that's the only thing I remember, really. Cool. What about you, Jules? Well, considering I was, like, born that year, I did not see it until <laughs> a very long time after. Um, so, like... Yeah, my first, just talking about Kristen Dunst is, like, my first introduction to her was, of all movies, Bring It On. And... No way, really? really, That's a really (laughs) funny movie for that to be your first, like, Kristen Dunst, you know, experience. And and then, you know, by that time, you know, she was doing films like Spider-Man and stuff like that. And so I I didn't see this movie until maybe, like after that maybe like 2008 so it was like well over 10 years old at that point oh okay and so i was maybe like 14 15 when i saw it and uh i just thought it was really good storytelling like that's what i love so much about it is like the you know that's the whole premise of the movie is like it's you know this vampire giving an interview with this journalist and like uh, yeah, I just think it's really good storytelling. That's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, it is. It's thing a really it. it's a super compelling story. Like from the beginning, I feel like you're just automatically like super into it. Mm-hmm. At least I was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've been thinking now about how they they were sort of the hottest actors of that decade, really. I think Brad Pitt was relatively like still on the come up, but Tom Cruise was definitely done, like he had done quite a few films by then. I. Think. He did, like, Legends of the Fall, I think was, like, the more recent thing that he'd done. Thelma Louise was 91, so people knew him from that, because that's when he really blew up. At least here is when he blew up. Mm. Um, And, yeah, I guess, and also, right after this is where we get, like, Seven, Brad. Because right after this, he did Seven with David Fincher. Yeah. Uh, So, like, hmm? When did he do that movie with Angelina Jolie? Which one? Oh, that was like 2000. Mr. 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 <laughs> or like 2000. Yeah. Like I think that 2000. was 2005. Yeah. 2005. That's really sort of The recent. Mr. Mrs. Smith one, right? <laughs> Not the one that they did like by the sea where their marriage is imploding. Yeah. That no. was like 20, what, 15 or 16? That was a weird movie. That was. That was super weird. But um, yeah, so they were, yeah, they were like, I think Tom Cruise was like the big pull-in though. He was, he's yeah. on the cover of, like, the poster of the film, it's, like, it's Tom Cruise, so I think it's, like, they kind of were, like, he's... Which is really interesting, too, because the book and the film is told in Louis' perspective, so it's really interesting that, like, Lestat is the one that's on the cover. Well, it's because he was the biggest star. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it is. That's Yeah, that's why, but it's just so interesting that, like, when you actually see the film, you're like, oh, Lestat's, like, he's a big part of it, but it's basically louis story it is yeah Yeah. so yeah it's interesting that he's not on that the cover at all but it's really cool um yeah i saw this movie i think i was like 13 or 14 something like that uh yeah i already went into it i love tom cruise i love brad pitt so and kirsten dunce is one of my faves too i really like her so 
Yeah, yeah. if you're watching now, you think she she was so young and how? Like, to play that role. And like also the like, stuff that she was she saying that, that the, the yeah. dialogue, like it's so clear, like does she love Louis like rom- in a romantic kind of way? But then it's also like her father figure and like <laughs> it's a bit it's like, kind like, of it's fucked up, but it's such a tragedy and like you really feel for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially because the way she was intentionally, like, created was just out of manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and actually he says it. I mean, Tom Cruise, I mean, we're getting into the story now, but Tom Cruise actually says to Louis, like, oh, you know, Louis was going to leave me, and then I made you and I made him stay. And then he looks at him and he's like, you're a fiend. Like, I know what you did. You did. You knew it because I could never leave her. Mm-hmm. And I was going to leave. And now you're, like, you know, trying to convince me to stay. And he was like, yep, pretty much. Like, I was like, oh, God. Well, yeah, it's just nuts. I guess we can get into the story. I have some behind-the-scenes notes. Really interesting thing is River Phoenix was supposed to play Christian Slater's role as the journalist. And unfortunately, he died four weeks before they started filming it. So that's Yeah, that's crazy. S- super sad. But awesomely, uh, Christian Slater donated his salary for this film to uh, a lot of River Phoenix's favorite charities, which is really awesome. Um, I was talking to Jai earlier about it, but Anne Rice, obviously the author of, <laughs> of the book, was not excited when they wanted to put Tom Cruise as Lestat because I guess his previous movie history, and she was like, what? No, like this is never going to work. And then she saw the performance and she was like, Oh my gosh, I was totally wrong, you know, and like apologize for it. So that's, that's, that's really pretty good. cool. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome because I wouldn't think Tom Cruise either, even if you showed this movie to somebody who'd never seen it mm-hmm. and you tell them Tom Cruise is in it. And they're like, it's a weird, it's a movie about eight, like 18th century vampires and Tom Cruise is in it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise is in it. Like, trust me, it's good. Like, I feel like people would still be like, what? And then when they see it, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that is Tom Cruise. Like, I kind of forget it's him sometimes. Because he just doesn't look like he usually looks anyway. But And just... he just, he really just goes into the character, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, like, it doesn't, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like Tom Cruise. Yeah, he usually played that kind of, like, all-American, like, you know, good time guy. And, you know, had this kind of... Yeah, I guess he was serious, but also kind of funny. But this was, like, total. I mean, just completely different. Yeah, and also, you think about it. He never plays, like, the bad guy. He's only been, like, sort of... That's a, true. Kind of a bad guy in, like, Collateral. And and this film. But he besides that, he's always, like... That's true. He's always, like, the star. And, and the, a and hero or, like, some kind of, like, Mission Impossible and stuff like that. But, um... He's really great as a baddie. I love him. As a baddie? As a baddie. I love that. <laughs> oh, my God, I love Funny. it. <laughs> um, the budget was $70 million, which is a fuck ton of money, even now. So, yeah. And they also filmed in, like, New Orleans, London, San Fran, and in Paris. So, so I mean, amazing. Al- alone, all that traveling, <laughs> I'm sure, just costs so much money. And costumes and everything. But... Yeah, I guess, uh, do you guys have anything else? Has anyone else researched anything I about did. it? Ooh, what, I did. I found something really interesting. What do you have? Uh, which is kind of funny at the same time. I, I mean, I find it funny that Brad Pitt was interviewed um, about the film and he said that he was actually quite down 
while making the film uh, and even tried to buy himself out of the contract at what point because it was basically like the production was like huge right and they had to do all this travel and he was in London in the middle of winter which sent him into a depression oh and it's yeah like, and they shoot at night a lot yeah and also the thing is um the reason why I think it's funny is because it just shows you know like he's just from a completely different part of the world like he's not used to the weather and the UK like London in winter it, it gets dark at 4 p.m and it's also yeah. really cold especially back then this is before like climate change was like as bad as it is now so you did have like in really insane winters like a now it's a lot warmer, it doesn't even snow that much, but back then it was that intense. So it's interesting that he was really sort of um, depressed because of the weather, in a way, you know, just yeah. finding it really dark, he said. He said, he actually said, six months of fucking darkness. Wow. Yeah. Damn, he lived like a vampire, like a true vampire. Yeah, he did. This is the downside of my uh, eventual plan to move to Iceland. Is that <laughs> I hope that all my friends in the wintertime will come see me through my 22 hours of darkness. But it, it'll it be fine. <laughs> like, There's 22 hours of darkness in Iceland? Yeah, in the wintertime. Because they're way up <gasps> almost near the North Pole. Yeah, yeah you don't see true. the sun that no. often. <laughs> it's really nuts, yeah. My friend who's, who lo- lives there, he's always like... We just drink and lots of babies are born in September. <laughs> He's like, so, you know, what else would you do? I was like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, <laughs> what else would you do? He's like, yeah, just drink and it's freezing too. You know, it's not like it's hot. Yeah. So it's freezing. It's not even like nice out. <laughs> so it's like, that's really weird. But you have like the northern lights and stuff. I mean, there's a trade off. I would take northern lights, you know, like. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I don't care about darkness. Eventually the summer, it's, it's the opposite. It's like 22 hours of daylight you know so that's another kind of like it must be so weird to grow up like that where that's mm-hmm. just your app like you just know that as the time and the time just has a totally different meaning to you and just yeah. must be so, so I would, crazy i would like to experience something like that not forever but you know just like try it out I think I it's think, a really safe place to go in case everything goes to hell I that's like, true yeah. i feel like they might be like have their shit together yeah that's what i was thinking too yeah, um, but it, I do think it's like, well, it is a real thing to be like totally um, depressed because of the weather. Like, you yeah, know, so that is you true. hear it so much. Like, when you live there, people, it's like a real, it sounds like an excuse, but it's like a real thing. People say, Seattle's the same way. I'm not doing well. I'm just really um, under the weather, you know, because it's just so cold. It's really dark and like it's you know 3 p.m and it's already dark so people actually get sick from it i'm not joking like it's in school like it's really common to sometimes be sent home because you're like oh wow you're like not doing that well and it's yeah it's it's just funny really to think that it's just so different from living in the u.s (laughs) yeah i mean i guess so and i guess he was i don't know how old he was during this movie tom cruise was 32 because i was just watching an interview with him and they were like tom cruise 32 and i was like damn he's 32 <laughs> in this and then so brad pitt they're around the same age so maybe a little younger maybe he's like 30 29 30 something like that mm-hmm. but it's just super interesting but yeah um i just have like some notes on the plot point i really love the beginning i love the credits of this film really because i feel like we don't really get credits anymore 
At least That's I true. feel like it's pretty rare for some films now. I, I can't remember anywhere I've seen any credits that, that have been recent. I feel like a lot of films now just start. And then credits mm-hmm. are usually just on the back end. But I guess it just depends, like, which films you watch. But I love the credits winding through San Francisco. I mean, I love San Francisco. It obviously looks totally different now. But it's just, I love the way they wind and then lead up to the room. And then yeah. you're just like, yeah, I just, I really love how that, like, the atmosphere of where they are. Mm-hmm. And just hearing about, I just love when he just shocks him and he's like, I'm a vampire. Like, what do you do like you know like what's your job he's like so cool like what's your job and he's like oh, i'm a vampire <laughs> he's like what do you mean and he's like oh you're gonna like kill me and he's like uh well yeah i was but now i'm just gonna tell you the story <laughs> of like these 200 years of my life and he's like what i mean i'm ev- everything christian slater does i'm just like oh my god i would obviously this is me I would be like, holy <laughs> shit, this is crazy. You know, I didn't know who he was until Mr. Robot. Really? I just never knew him. Have you not I seen Heathers? Watched... Yeah, but that was... I didn't even realize that he was the same actor because he was really young. And, like, it's not... You don't really know him. Like, it's not... I guess he's just been in so many, like, American films and, like, it's not the sort of thing that you watch in the UK. I just didn't know who he was. Like, I knew he was a big deal because everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Christian. I was like, I don't know who that is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's but, so yeah, he, he's cute. <laughs> he looks the same. I he does, like, actually. Yeah, he still looks, like, pretty similar. He's in a new thing coming up that I really want to see. Uh, it's, it's like that Dirty John, you know, like the podcast, but there's... There's like a second, it's like a real true crime story, but he's doing the second TV adaption and it's on like the Betty Broderick story. And it's like this famous case of this woman who I think she shot her husband and his new wife, like his second wife, because she's the first wife. And anyway, he's playing the the husband that she kills, but apparently it's like a crazy story and that's apparently coming on. So I kind of want to see that. And he produced Mr. Robot too. He did? Oh, no. Yeah, from the beginning, which I thought was really cool. I missed that. I didn't. I think I must have seen in the credits, but I forgot. Um, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's so cool he was producing it. So that, that was really neat. But yeah, I just love... And then I love how you were introduced to Louis' world. Granted, he has a plantation, which is problematic, yes. But this <laughs> is the time. And it's just immediately... I just You just feel so much for him because he's lost his wife and his child. And he's like 27. I mean, yeah, I think he's pretty young, 27, 28. And he just has this... Like, he just is almost like a zombie, like, floating through life. And then you kind of see that throughout his evolution. And then you see when, obviously, Lestat sees him for the first time. And I guess he can sense that this guy... And I think he sees him kind of just, like, cheat death and be like, whatever, fuck it, I don't care. And then he just, like, finds him and he's like, oh, nice. There's someone who, like, you know, is, like, kind of interesting. And then he just bites him and he gives him a choice. And... Which is really interesting that he never had a choice. Lestat never did. Um, But he kind of gives him a choice and then comes back. And it's all super homoerotic. It's very like, (laughs) you know, does he want a partner? Does he like, is this a romantic thing? Is this literally just a hunting partner? Like, how, how is this? And I I love the, sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. Go Um, for it. But I, like, love the mystery of that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think that's just, like, the traditional, like, 
vampire mystique is like it's like the sexualness and yeah you you can't you never really know where like the line is with the vampire yeah no definitely yeah what i really like as well was that you don't i feel like you 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 see sex in all films now i mean even back then like sex sells right mm-hmm. yeah but there isn't ever that in the film i mean there is like it's all very abstract. Like you don't really know if they're partners, and even when they like kill women, they don't even have sex with them. They just like kill mm-hmm. them. And I quite like that because it's really rare to to watch a film that doesn't involve any sex scenes. Like you know, especially like you could have really gone wild with vampires. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Topic, you know, and they keep, they keep it classy. Yeah, because even like do. the one. Um, the Dracula. Bram Stoker one, yeah, that, that was one like was really weird. Intense, yeah, like, that one was like kind of sketch. Yeah, like so, like, I really like that. I, I feel like they, it's great that they they didn't feel the need of having that as part of the the story, and you know, it was successful as well without that. It's cool, and it's also interesting note uh, too is that. Anne Rice, I think, because she was concerned with Hollywood's homophobia, she wanted to, she was thinking that she might have to make Lestat female in order to have, like, a woman kind of show Brad Pitt, you know, and, like, Louis, and, like, for that to be, like, a quote-unquote, like, normal situation. But then she was just like, no, like, it's supposed to be a man and another man, like, that's how it's gonna be, you know? Like, that's the way the story went. And can you imagine if it was the other way around? I mean, I, it would definitely not have been this. So yeah, thank definitely. goodness, <laughs> like thank goodness. But yeah, I just love the way they meet for the first time. And that whole thing where they're like, when he bites him and they're flying up in the air, I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. Um, and yeah, and also Tandy Newton cameo, uh, Brad Pitt and Tandy Newton used to date, I would what? assume. Oh, yes. did? Yeah, I yeah, did they did. Yeah, and I think they met on this film because I... I, I'm, I think it was like briefly. There's a few photos floating around. She's so beautiful. I know. She also looks the same. She looks <laughs> like, the same. Yes. I mean, she looks obviously very young in this, but she looks pretty much the same. Like, not that different. Um, and then I love how uh, just Lestat just like moves into Louis' house. Like, he just kind of like sets up and he's like, okay, I'm going to. It's kind of becoming like a parent child relationship at first because he's like teaching him yeah he's like yeah. teaching him all about like how to hunt this is what i do um and then and then he you know they go to that society function where they're like walking around with all those like with that woman who has the two dogs oh but yeah then when louis now ha- realizes and he's like learning more and more from from Lestat, <clears throat> he uh he's like wait we don't have to kill people like we can just kill animals and still live. So there's, like, that kind of interesting in there. Yeah, I think that makes him more um, admirable, that he refuses to, like... I don't know, he wants to go against what he is, you know? He doesn't want to kill people, and he kills rats or eats rats instead. Um, I don't know. It just makes him cooler. Yeah, you can you can like relate to him and feel sympathy for him in that case. Yeah, and I think that's like kind of what like Louis's conscience really plagues him like throughout the entire film. And he doesn't enjoy hunting. Like Lestat's like a cheetah. Like he's mm-hmm. on it, you know? Like that's 
he's kind of like, what do you not get about this? Like, we're vampires. And, the, and Louis is kind of like, well, why are we deciding, like, who lives and dies? Yeah. You know, like, we're not, like, you know, juries. We're not, you know, we, we don't have to do this. And he's just kind of like, whatever. You know, like, I can't deal with you. And then Louis is, like, really just super conflicted. I feel like he's... He, I think once he learns that, he, like, torches the house because he's just like, I'm this evil thing. I shouldn't be allowed to live. Like, we should be in hell. Like, he's just in this really deep, dark place. E- almost even worse now that he's become a vampire. Yeah. Versus when he was a human and living in this kind of zombie-like way when he's lost a lot of his family. So now he's just, or all of his family, really. So now he's just, like, he's freed all of his slaves. And he's like, I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. burns the house. Tom Cruise, like, runs in, or Lestat, like, runs in, which I thought was really funny, where he's like, why are you burning everything we have? And I was like, we? This is just house. Like, you just moved in, like, and he's like, oh, God, he's like, you're so hopeless, and just drags him off to a sewer, and then he's just like, that's when it kind of becomes clear that, like, Louis can't really be controlled now, and Lestat is kind of, like, searching for, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to keep him with me? Otherwise, he can just kill animals and just leave me. And then that's when Claudia comes in (laughs) and she's just like, yeah, it's just, it's super cruel what happens. But what did you guys think about her entrance? I mean, that's one of my, my favorite scenes. Like, you mean when, when they make her? Yeah. mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. When you first see her. I, I mean, everything that happens from the moment he finds her, it's incredible because it's, he sees her there with her dead mom, then sort of, you know, leaves her half dead, I suppose. Then she's at the house and she's turning to a vampire. And then um, I love visually how her hair changes and everything. Oh, it yeah. just looks so beautiful. And then as soon as she, like, um, wakes up and she's like, I don't think she says you're my daddy now or something like that. Like kind of like Louis, are you something like along the lines of you're my father or something? And then uh, when when Lester does the um, kills that woman for her, she's like, I want more. I want some more. Mm-hmm. And he's like, No, no, you can't. Well done. You didn't even get a drip of blood. Like <laughs> she's just like a really good student, and she's just really sweet and like cute at the same time but she's like a vampire i don't know it's weird you can't you you can't dislike her you know it's yeah. no there's just like this this just innocence of her yeah that you see throughout the whole movie and even when she is growing older but you know she still looks like a 12 year old like you you still feel for her yeah it, it gets worse like I know, I love when they show, like, how she evolves and how, like, she kills, like, just everybody. Yeah. And they have to kind of, like, tell her, like, okay, no, not the seamstress, not in the house, like, (laughs) all these rules, because she's, like, a child. Like, when you teach a child to do something, they're going to do it all the time, everywhere. You have to tell them, like, where to do it, where not to do it, all that kind of stuff. So it's, like, they're parenting, but then they're, like, hunting on a whole other level. And I'm assuming that Louis at this point is just, he's kind of background, because it seems like... Lestat is like, I'm going to train her because Louis not, he doesn't enjoy killing. Yeah. But it seems like there, there are killing people at this point because she does make that comment. Like, when did you eat rats? Like, Oh yeah. And he's he like, Oh, a long time. Yeah. A long time ago. So I'm like, well then 
they're all obviously like hunting people together because mm-hmm. they're not, you know, eating rats anymore. So, but yeah, I thought that was funny when she's like, rats? <laughs> when did you eat rats? <laughs> but also it's quite funny when Lester finds them and he picks up her dead mom and dances with oh, her. Oh, yeah, I it's, know. I mean, it shouldn't be funny, but it is because he's like, ha, I knew it. I knew that you will give in sort of thing. And then mm-hmm. he, he's just dancing with this, like, corpse. And it's, I know. I mean, he's just brilliant as a vampire, like um, Tom Cruise. I know, he's really funny, too. He is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's, like, funny on top of, uh, yeah, just being, like, a horrible, like, killer, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just love, I love Claudia's whole story. And especially, like, when she, her and Louis decide to, like, get rid of Lestat. And they just decide to, like, kill him. And the thing is, she, they didn't decide together. She just did it. And well, yeah, and he just kind of stood there because he's yeah. not going to do anything. Like, Louis's like, well, okay, like, let's get out of here. And then they leave. Yeah, and I always wonder, like, how does a young, like, child actor does that? Because it must be, like, psychologically, like, you, you're killing someone. Whether it's uh, acting or not, it, it still must be hard for someone to act like they're killing someone else you know what I mean like yeah and when you're that young like it's I just think she did an amazing job and it's sort of um quite impressive that she's not messed up you know like I'm surprised she didn't get like an Oscar nomination for this because it's like she's I mean I think she was nominated for a golden globe or something oh okay well then something like that I don't think she won but I think she was nominated that's pretty good, yeah. Because there's that girl, Anna Paquin, who won that Oscar when she was oh, like yeah. 10. For the pianist? Yeah, the, like yeah the, the piano, yeah. Yeah, piano film, yeah. Which I think was that, it was probably around the same time, right? It was like 90s? It was like yes. early, early yes, mid 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, and then I love, okay, so Lestat in the story is gone. And then they go to Paris, which is like its own film, really. Like when they meet uh, Armand, who is uh, Antonio Banderas. And they meet this weird troupe of, like, performance actor vampires that live in, like, a catacomb, essentially, like, underneath Paris. And that whole... What did you guys think of that whole sector of the story? That's that's just when Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst, they go off on their own life together, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. I love that because it there's just this, like, brief point in time where, like, they both look genuinely happy in their like very sad, dark vampire lives. Mm-hmm. It was true. And then, and then, like, yeah, shit goes down. Yeah, and then it's super tragic. These vamp. I mean, I didn't like like those vampires from the start. I was like, I don't remember those vampires for some reason. I'm like getting blocked. Out. I just remember when they go to the theater. That's what I mean. Like the guy, the the actors, like Antonio Banderas and all of the people that live underground. Oh, like all the yeah. va- those are all all yeah. the vampires. Mm-hmm. And then Antonio Banderas essentially is like trying to lure Louis in to like That's right. stay with him and kind of like. And I was like, no, Louis, don't be codependent anymore. Just take <laughs> off. You don't need these people. But then, I mean, fucking, they take Claudia. And she, I, I also forgot that they turned that woman. Remember, there's like a woman who's a little bit, I think she's like, she's obviously like more Louis' age, I guess, I think. Mm-hmm. But she tells Louis that like, she's like, where am I going to go? Like, who's going to be with me once you leave me? Because she thinks that he's going to leave her. 
And and that's why she's like, make me a companion. So she makes he makes this woman. Oh, that's right. And then those two are the ones that like these uh, vampires that are like that do this theater. They like put them in that room, you know, and they die. Mm-hmm. Like the the sun gets them, and then Louis like I mean again we see Louis completely unravel, like he has been before, um, and he just sets the whole place on fire. I mean where they all live underground, and then we're just, and then he's just you know off back again to the new world essentially, and then time passes, and then the best part of the story is that he's in back in in New Orleans, and it's like it's current day now. So he talks about like the evolution, how he can see sunrises again through film and you know movie That's theaters. That's such a beautiful. I love that scene so much. Yeah, I do too. It's really cool. And it's interesting to see. Like first it was black and white, and then you see he was like then it's in color, and then it was purples and pinks, and like you know it all like comes back to him, and then he like thinks he smells this weird smell and then he goes into this old abandoned house oh and yeah it's fucking Lestat back from the dead 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 <laughs> and he's like oh my Looking god gnarly and, yeah and he's like super like decrepit and like all like you know super weak and everything and he's just like i just love that whole exchange yes right there it's like it's one like it was listed i put it as one of my favorite scenes but the whole end of the film like from from the new world on i just love this whole end yeah and um and then and then he's just like you know don't you remember like what i used to be like like you know like when i was this like powerful vampire and i and i made you and you know it's like very much like an running into an old relationship like running into an old person that you had this deep relationship with yeah definitely yeah Yeah, because he was just like don't you remember like you know you kept resisting and then i really wanted you and like it's just very like you know he just kind of is you know and then yeah he's just even lestat is just like after what happened to him he still feels this way towards louis and you know louis was involved in what happened i mean Mm -hmm. so He's just like, yeah, I mean, like, almost like he was like his one, like his one true, I don't even know if it's a love, but in that sense, kind of like, like a soulmate, I guess, even like someone that was just very different to him that kind of balanced him out, I think, because obviously he couldn't be with someone just like him. Couldn't be two mm-hmm. little stats running around. I mean, yeah, that just wouldn't. That would be kind of mayhem. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they would like. <laughs> probably wouldn't hang out together. They would probably would just be in constant competition. But um, yeah. And then we get to like, you know, Louis just like you know, I'm I've evolved. You know, I'm I'm done. Like I'm past it. And just he leaves and. And then we're back in San Francisco and like that's how it wraps up. And this whole thing has just been like a memory that Christian Slater's listening to on multiple tapes. And then Louis just gone and he's like, Christian Slater's like, what? Whoa, I cannot believe this. And then I then the best part is when he's like listening to all the tapes back. And then freaking Lestat just pops out of the car. <laughs> And he's like, oh, God. And he's like, he's still whining. God. And he's like, oh, God. I I didn't want to have to listen to this. Like, I've had to listen to this for, like, hundreds of years. (laughs) Like, and then he just does the same thing over again. And he's like, I'm going to give you the choice I never had. I was like, make him, make him. (laughs) I want this, I want this Thelma and Louise, like, two vampires driving off on the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, I want this film. Like, where's this film? Like, so bad. And then we just close with the amazing Guns N' Roses, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, Rolling Stone I love that cover. That's amazing. So good, right? It's like the best way to end it. Yeah, 
And, and um, yeah, that was my whole, like, walk through the story. Um, and I have, like, you know, some notes for fashion, but it's kind of, like, period fashion. I love it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I love all of the, the corsets and the the big dresses. I kind of wish, like, somehow that would, like, come back in style. But well, it is. No, you don't. You know, yeah, it's corsets are corsets? coming back. Yeah. I don't. Oh, we cool. can't breathe. Well, I we know. can't have those. <laughs> not with Matt, I mean, guys. This, I, this yeah, can't happen. <laughs> this can't happen now. And low rise jeans. We've been eating, man. We can't have low rise jeans now. That's that's. They're they're that's, gonna come back whether no, you like it or not. It's gonna be on pause. <laughs> <I'm> so scared. <laughs> it's gonna have to be on pause. <laughs> it has to be. I just wrote like the gun song at the end. Fashion. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was just like, I love Brad Pitt's suit in the current times. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he's sitting in the oh, room. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. He looks really good. Chain. Like, yeah. Yeah, so 90s, that shape. It's, um... Mm-hmm. And, with the pads. And also with his long hair. It's just so cool. <sighs> I just love... I, I love that period so much. Like, all the... The, the white shirts that um, Lestat wears... You know, like on button. Oh, yeah, the rough. Like really 17th century. And and I obviously I didn't know who did the costume design until I obviously when you were doing the podcast. But when I was watching it, I thought it has to be, sorry, but it has to be an English person doing this because I'm not saying that someone who's in English, obviously, like they're able to do research and everything. But in order to do period films and stuff like this, like, this woman who's just so talented um, is she, she's done basically every major film. Like she's done the oh, favorite. Wow. Um, she did the Aviator. She did Shakespeare oh. in Love, uh, and she's done like so many films um, by Scorsese as well. So you know she's incredible. She went to Saint Martin's actually. Oh wow! Um, and I feel that. Obviously, you, you let's say someone who's from LA is obviously can do research and everything, right? But when you live in the UK, you have access to so much more, like research on another level to, to produce and design the costumes that she made, you know? Yeah, because the country's older. Yeah, and also... And you have that advantage. You have, like, places like the V&A, and like, you have, like, in, you know, museums and galleries and libraries and everything, and you're able to... to to have like um, all these incredible references, so I just think it's she's just so inspiring. Like everything, like her career is just wow, you know. Um, yeah, Sandy Powell. Yeah, I just looked her up. And also, she has like a really unique style, and um, I love that about her too. It's very like eighties, like power dressing, and like um, cool. she's just like a cool person, basically, and she's so talented. Um, I feel like. You know, being a stylist is one thing. You're putting things together. Like, being a costume designer is on another level, like, craft, you know, because she's actually designing these these costumes. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And she also has worked with the director, Neil Jordan, who's Irish before. I think also the director being Irish oh, definitely yeah. <laughs> uh, helped out a lot as For well. For the vision like, of the like, film. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just like everything. And they've worked together before. They've worked together on, like, five other projects. yeah. So that's really yeah, I just cool. love the production and like the set design and everything is just like really spot on, really. Yeah, it was. Jules, do you have anything? Or we're going to go to favorite scenes? Oh, let's go to favorite scenes. Okay, Jules, you go. What are your favorite mm. scenes? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, prob- I like, we've talked about it so much, but I really love 
uh, Kristen Dunst when she, you know, she's really dealing with this tragedy of being a full-grown woman in a child's body. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it was just so strong, um, and it leaves an impression. It's going to be my favorite. Oh, you just have one? That's yeah. That's the only one. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> oh, I was like, I have heard like a bunch. I'll just narrow mine down. What are I, did, I didn't write. I didn't write down any notes. So I'm just. I'm just. Like, oh, you're just. To oh wow, you're. I'm just winging wow. it today. Oh wow. <laughs> hey everyone, Jules is winging it. That's pretty good. Yeah. What about you, John? That that's one of my favorites too. Um, just that whole sequence where, where she's just like really frustrated with being. A vampire and knowing that she's not going to ever be or look like a woman you know like her body's not going mm-hmm. to change and stuff so I love that um, I honestly love so many I just don't think I can go over all of them but um, I love it when she kills Lester um, mm-hmm. it's very like she's she's basically planned it very carefully you know like she got the yeah. twins um, mm-hmm. who obviously are already dead and then he, she slits his throat and it's pretty intense it, yeah that's what I meant like how can a young actor do that right it's just and he's like bleeding all yeah it's all like intense you know yeah I love that um, I just love so many but yeah you, you go you go next Um, let's see I have my favorite is I really like when Lestat takes Louis hunting in the beginning and he like describes like the aristocrats like he likes this type he likes like society guys he likes like (laughs) he kind of talks about like which ones he likes to hunt and then I like when he's like can read people's thoughts and he like knows that this woman like had her husband murdered and he's just very kind of like yeah and I just I just like how he kind of I like how each one of them hunts like my another favorite scene is when Claudia hunts when she gets older and it's like that whole sequence of like when she doesn't she wants a doll yeah and and then mm-hmm. the guy's like oh no you're too young you can't have this and the next time you see her she like has this doll <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> like you yeah. just, and she's just like killing people left and right and then I and then yeah I love when she just I think she kills the s- seamstress or um, oh no! It's when she has that the woman like in her bed. Oh yeah, she hides and her then like the yeah, they, yeah, yeah, and they find it, and then he's just like, "Get rid of it!" And then she's like, "You get rid of it!" <laughs> she's like just so like surly. And then I also love when she cuts her hair and it grows back, mm-hmm. and then she just starts oh, yeah. screaming, and then he's just like, "Yeah, it's gonna keep growing back." And that's when she like realizes, and she like cuts his face, and it like seals up, and then she like realizes like, "I'm oh my gosh, I'm like stuck, like I'm frozen." Like, I'm going to be the same forever. And he's just like, yeah. And then, he, you know, they, I love their relationship a lot. Mm-hmm. Lestat and Claudia. Like, the way it starts and then the way it, it like, devolves so quickly. Yeah. I, I really I agree. That. that whole sequence, um, same. Same for me. Um, I do also really like when they... When he comes back. When, when Lestat comes back to the house just before they leave. Yeah. And he's playing the piano and it's like a really beautiful song and it's just mm-hmm. like yeah. really dramatic and epic, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And he looks all gross, like he's been in the swamp. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. Well, and, and just the entire monologue that goes mm-hmm. on right there is like, oh, it's, that's what, I think that was the moment, like I was already very, um, like I was already sold on the movie, but when it hits that monologue I'm like okay this was this was the right decision to have him play yeah, this character yeah definitely 
It's and the he shining learned piano for the really. Yeah, I'll send you guys and I'll I'll put it in the the post I'll make on the on the website. But there's a really interesting interview uh, on YouTube and he talks about like he didn't play piano but he learned like two or three songs for the movie so that he could actually play them. So he, oh wow! So I was like, wow, impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And then my other one was just the end when Louis and Lestat meet again that we talked about. Okay. Like in the in the new world. I think my my other favorite is when um, everything that happens. Since Claudia and that other woman get killed, they're mm-hmm. put in the hole and like how they just turn into dust, I suppose. Oh yeah, the ass. Yeah, and from there, then then um, Louis finds them and then he kills all the vampires. It's mm-hmm. just like really insane, um, just crazy. Like he kills everyone. I I love everything that happens from that point onwards. Really. Yeah, because he's, like, totally broken again, and this is like, almost happened again. Mm -hmm. Like, he's lost, like, another, like, child, and, like, you know, it's, like, he's, yeah, he just can't seem to, like, find any solace, it seems. Like, he's even alone at the end. Yeah. Like, he's still alone, so. Um, I really, there is a, a book that is the Lestat Chronicles, which is, like, a prequel, which I have not read. I did own this book a long time ago, and I started it when I was really young, but I have no idea what happened to it. But I'm actually really interested to actually read this book, and I really want to read Lestat's because I wish they'd made a Lestat movie <laughs> with Tom Cruise. I I think that would have been really cool if they did, but but it's great I that they didn't. So yeah, that's kind of you know I think why like Queen of the Damned was so corny because that's supposed to be Lestat. I know, but it's playing, not like in that world. I mean, in like yeah, they'd it's made totally it in di- this world. Yeah, yeah, totally different world. But it's like it's yeah, it's crazy, and let's hope they don't do a remake. Let's hope this is, <laughs> this is it for a while. But yeah, that's about that. About wraps it up. Oh my god, again, I forgot to say <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, if you made it this far, just rate it. Just rate the podcast. I'm gonna have to make some kind of like trailer bumper that I just put in like after the music, so that it just goes like like and subscribe, <laughs> and, then, and then I'll just start the show, so I don't have to do it anymore. But yeah, it's been so fun, guys. I'm really excited. Yay! Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, dude, this is super fun. I mean, what else? What else are we doing to pass the time? This is a great. This is a great marker for these these times and we can go back and listen to them and just shooting the shit and people like listening to it so cool that's like i feel like we're hanging out and i obviously yeah, miss this, you guys so it's quite this nice is. to, to yeah, do this together it's like our little thing you know yeah it's really cool to have a film to watch and talk about and yeah yeah I, like I would love to see i would love to see listeners comment on um what other movies they'd like us to talk about yeah i should do like some type of poll or i'll do the questions uh, someone yeah, did questions. say singles and clerks those were like two cool. um clerks do you know does anyone know clerks or singles singles is very grunge appropriate it's about like it's kind of like a rom-com by cameron crowe set in 92 seattle but pearl jam is in it and i believe chris cornell is also in it oh wow yeah so it's it's kind of (laughs) topical like if we were to do it uh yeah we could do that uh that's an option but i'll do a question on uh, instagram and because i did the polls before i'll do another one on facebook awesome people vote in those so Cool. Well, we will see you all on the next one. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.